Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen. This is a podcast about hanging out in Copenhagen. Are you recording all this? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Six Show Podcast, Coping Copenhagen on 97.7 FM. My name is Owen. Yes, it is. My name is Owen. And your name? It's Marius. It's Marius. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. This is the Six Show Podcast, Coping Copenhagen. Uh, we look at life in Copenhagen. We we talk about uh, our uh, lives in Denmark. Yeah. We talk about we talk about lots of we've talked about our, an, an, an array of things. An array of things. And what is what what are we going to be plucking from the array tree today of conversation? From the uh, array tree that's uh, growing beautifully here in the sunshine, we're going to pluck uh, some uh, some news stories. We're uh-huh. going to start with a news roundup. Yeah. Then we have an interview um, where the topic is sustainability, uh-huh. which is a broad topic. It is. Uh, but uh, Copenhagen has uh, some uh, some bold uh, goals for becoming carbon neutral by 2025. Uh, mm. And uh, we're going to look at a sort of an, an aspect, because uh, that affects so many things in our yeah. society, obviously. Uh, we're going to look at an aspect of sort of our rescue services uh, mm-hmm. in Falk, um and how they're working on this and how they're trying and what challenges they face. And we have uh, David Henri, Uh, who's a project manager for sustainability at Felk. Uh, very exciting uh, interview interview with him. Yes. And then we got some hot tips and uh, that's all we could pluck from the uh, array tree. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you t- like I love that you you went with that. I so went bad. with that. I like because yeah. I was like I, I regretted saying the words. No no. <laughs> I was like that's just not I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're on sick. Let's get into it. Well, uh on the news, um There was a bit of an incident, uh, a tragic incident, out at uh, Christiania on the uh, um, 3rd of July. Um, or actually uh, on the Saturday, so that was the 2nd of July, but mm. at the sort of past midnight, so it was technically the 3rd of July, mm-hmm. where um, sadly uh, there was a shooting incident at Christiania. Mm. Um, and um, a 20-year-old uh, man was uh, was uh, tragically killed, and a 30-year-old man was uh, wounded. Um, uh, he is now uh, sort of uh, yeah he's he's out of uh, imminent danger he's not okay. sort of his yeah he's out of um, like critical condition critical or? condition yes yeah. um, and uh, yeah intensive the, care intensive care the police are now oh, sort of to be there. sorry I'm, I'm like <laughs> semantics semantics <laughs> like yeah Uh, the police are, um, yeah, of course, investigating this. Um, they've uh, interviewed or this uh, 30-year-old man and uh, gotten his uh, insights on what happened. Um, but they know very little. And, you know, it, it is sort of... Christiania is not uh, known for being uh, the best at sort of uh, <laughs> communicating with the police. No. Uh, for uh, various reasons, some being uh, understandable, what, others maybe... What's uh, the... What's the um Cheese, something. What do they say when the police? They yeah, say they police? yell "ust." Yeah, which means cheese. Yeah, when the police is coming. Yeah. So uh, yes, if you're ever out in Christiania enjoying something you uh, shouldn't, because it's illegal. Not that you shouldn't, <laughs> but because it's illegal. You're being very conservative this week. I'm I mean, norm- normally you're <laughs> very open about. Well, sure, if you want. Conservative Marius, welcome to the studio. Yeah, that's sure. Okay. <laughs> um, and you hear them yell "cheese." Yeah. Pack away that little uh, that little thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Um, but, but anyway, um, yeah, they're investigating this. It's sadly not the first time there's been uh, incidents like this at Christiania. Uh, it often sort of 
happens when Christina has been uh, shut down by the police um, and uh, gang wars starts flaring up because there's a potential opening in the in the hash market mm. uh, which uh, yeah makes sort of uh, rival gangs fight it out for territories and and uh, this time around um, I, 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 I don't know if that's the cause of this we yep. don't know really what uh, the, but presumably it is uh, some kind of gang related thing yeah um and um the, yeah, the police are saying they, they 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 don't have a lot of leads so they're sort of uh, keeping the few they have sort of um close to their body and sure. not sort of revealing anything yeah. um but they are encouraging anybody who's seen anything to, to sort of uh, step forward yeah. and uh, give information yeah. uh but yeah tr- tragic incident scary uh, stuff I scary mean, stuff like, yeah tw- yeah tragic 21 year old dying that's that's scary but it, like horrific But also that, like, we, though anybody who, like, kind of, like, casually goes and uses, like, Christian to hang out or, like, go buy mm. stuff there or whatever, mm. you're so nonchalant, you know, and everything's just so yeah. laid back and chilled. And then, actually, there's a, this horrific undercurrent of violence yeah. that, that can, f- like, flare up. I mean... But that is the... the The sort of the the gray area of Christiania, you know, mm. it is this oh, it's this hippie utopia, mm. uh, and and the the hippie utopia community has its own sort of challenges, and sort of it can be a bit exclusive, and some of the rules about who can live there and who can't, and mm. sort of, and I also understand they're trying to protect sort of this little haven they mm. feel they have, mm. um, and, and yes, then they've let in this illegal drug market. Mm. Uh, And and that's a challenge, obviously, <laughs> to sort of because uh, they have different values uh, yeah. and uh, a different agenda than the rest of Christiania. Um So it's it's a it's a yeah a challenging partnership they run, and um, because it is a criminal underworld, sort of that 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 has taken over parts of Christiania, They're kind of uh, f- yeah. They can't really protest that much against them. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, because a lot of the, like they do a lot of the money that goes into creating stuff at Christian and building things definitely come from the weed sales. Also, mm. and that's how they sort of yeah manage to stay on somewhat good terms. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as you say, it is this sort of place we just go and enjoy, and everything is fun and. But it is sort of also a place where people do get killed, and there is yeah. violence, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a gray area. Yeah, uh, hot potato, hot potato. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll 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 see what happens with it. Um, in other news, uh, another thing that's causing a bit of stir in Denmark, uh, especially these days, where um, as I'm sure people have noticed. Uh, there's been a lot of Danish flags, um, yeah. Sort of because yeah. <laughs> Denmark has been uh, uh, playing football in the Euro Cup and uh, doing uh, quite well until yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, the street has been littered in flags, yeah. Um, which you know seems innocent, yeah. And uh, for some, uh, I'm sure it is. And uh, but there's a debate now about sort of well, and 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 I think Denmark is. We are we're maybe aggressive is not, but we're quite happy for our flags. You know, they big will, time. Any any occasion, yeah, there will be a Danish flag. Yeah, and and uh, that's all Hugo, um, right? 
<laughs> but then again, there's so many sort of... It's a symbol. And what is tied to that symbol? And like, there's a lot of history tied to that symbol, obviously. Um, Denmark used to be a, a sort of a... We used to have own slaves. We used to have colonies. Mm-hmm. Um, we there was you know witch burnings, you know uh, battlefields like uh, and political, financial, sexual, religious, and sort of uh, oppression. Yeah, and all under this flag, you know. Mm-hmm. So the debate is now sort of well. <laughs> Should we reckon with our past in that sense, and and what does that mean for the symbol of the flag? Also, the the Danish flag has, uh, if we get into sort of the political aspect of it, been strongly tied um, with a Danish folk party, which is a sort mm. of right wing, very nationalistic, uh, anti immigration, uh, very anti Islam mm-hmm. um, political uh, party in Denmark, and and whether it was knowingly or sort of a strategy but they have sort of taken ownership of the danish flag people believe and sort of it's been part of their sort of branding very yeah. much yeah uh, so there's also some negative connotations tied to it in that sense um but there is now this debate about well how what does this all mean to us and should we have should we reckon with our past and what does that mean for our use of the flag mm-hmm. and also we we just have some funny rules about like i recently learned that uh, it's illegal to uh, hoist another country's flag. What? In Denmark. What? Yes, that's apparently, that's in the law. You can't do that. What? No way. No way. That's illegal. And it's interesting because it's like, okay, that's a peculiar thing because maybe outside of a governmental building or something. But there are flagpoles outside houses and suburbs here. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have... Full on, expensive, military style flagpoles outside their gardens, like in tiny little t- yep. towns. But it's can't. illegal to put another flag up. Yeah, I so want to do that now. Yep, I so want to go put a flag up. <laughs> it's not illegal to burn the flag, the Danish flag, but you it's can't put, <laughs> but you can't put up another flag. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and yeah, I like I I don't know. I th- I there is some truth in there is a lot of negative stuff some sort of tied to the symbolism of mm. of the Danish flag. There's also a lot of positives. Like yeah. it's also been used for sort of the uh, workers' union and sort mm-hmm. of. There's also a lot of positive things. So another gray area, you yeah, could say. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and uh, something for sure we should have a debate about. Yeah, and I because I, I remember when I first moved to Denmark, I was seeing all the flags and seeing, especially seeing the the, the actual flagpoles in in rural Copenhagen mm. Denmark uh I was like whoa super nationalistic yeah. like uh, off-puttingly so yeah uh, and because like in Ireland if you see somebody like there there's a I remember in Dublin uh, I used to go to a friend's house and across the way there was a house and it always had a tricolor an Irish flag hanging out one of the windows right mm. always there And we used to call it the IRA Recruitment Center. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Because it was like, nobody is putting the, the Irish flag out all the time for no sport, like no sporting events. And they just always have any, without being like, you're properly, like, you're probably involved in some dodgy stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like, you're probably vi- like ultra nationalistic, you know? And like, it's fine to have, like bring it to a game or like have it in a pub or something like, well, hey, mm. but I like, just always have your flag up at your house. You're like, 
what do you, what's that, what's that about? Yeah. You know? Uh, so when I came to Denmark and I saw flags everywhere, mm. I was like, whoa, are these like all, because I, I assumed from my experience of like hardcore nationalism, and nationalism can be a, a wide variety of things. You don't have to be a racist or a, a, a no. xenophobe to be a nationalist. I, yeah, I yeah. think there's, a, there's, it's not, it's not one on one, but it was this kind of like, ooh, Denmark is like ultra Danish and I'm not there at all yet. I'm, I don't know anything about it. So it was quite um, affronting to me to see that. Yeah, yeah. I now know that it's much more like of a celebratory thing and especially around birthdays and things. And I don't find it mm. uh, intimidating to see so many Danish flags. Mm. But it is this kind of weird gray area of like positivity and pride. And then but also what it may represent other things, you know? I mean... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's and I think it's just being honest about... Yes, there's some positives. There's a lot of negatives also. And mm. how are we using this simple? Mm. Um, but also, yeah, like you know, have your fucking cake with the birthday flags on. Like yeah. it's not gonna bother me. But maybe be mindful of how is this viewed from a, a, a non-Dane and like like what are the I don't know. Yeah, mm. I actually I I find debates like this super hard because mm. on one hand I'm like. It's just a fucking flag. Yeah. But it's not just a fucking flag to yeah. some people. Uh, and pff, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't quite know where I stand. Sometimes I have this reaction to uh, a flagpole in a in a summer house in in Denmark. Like mm. I'm like, I have some negative sort of uh, stereotypes that I'm very quickly projecting on yeah. the people. Mm-hmm. And that's that's on me. But pff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 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 shit happens. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a hot potato. It's a hot potato. <laughs> uh, in uh, in in other news, in more p- well, not positive news because oh. uh, there was a, f- a football match last night. There was it two yeah. nights ago now, but yeah, yeah, two nights ago. It's uh, still fresh for you, though. It's still fresh for me. Yeah. No, it was last night. What are you yeah, but about? when 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 this is aired? Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wednesday, yeah. the seventh uh, of July, Denmark played uh, the quarterfinal of the Euros against England. Yeah. And uh, it's okay. It's okay. Take a breath. It's okay. It's not coming home. <laughs> and I say it's not coming home because England has never won the Euros. <laughs> so if it was to come home to anyone, it would have been to people who have actually won it. <laughs> not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tiny bit. No, uh, it was a, a intense match and a well fought match, and uh, yeah, it's, we probably lost to a better team, um, bigger country, but uh, I'm definitely rooting for Italy <laughs> in the final. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're not winning the Euros this time around. Mm. But what well, we did win, oh, mm. we because we did win something. What? Yes, we have uh, built the world's largest sandcastle. Yes. Yes. Yes! Suck it, England. Exactly. Yes. This beauty is uh, 21.16 meters tall and has a diameter of 32 meters. Whoa! It's beating the last world record from 2019 uh, that was just about 17 uh, uh, meters. And which was uh, built in Germany. Mm. Uh, there's been used more than 6,400 tons of sand, uh, and um, 
it's been sort of a, it's a it's a beauty it's a beauty uh, it's like in a very golden shape it's sort of a, a kind of like a triangle pyramid it's a golden co- shape wow no not a shape uh, <laughs> golden shape um, that was golden a dick sorry <laughs> color is what uh-huh, I meant to yeah. say um, and uh, shade maybe you said shade maybe that's what I want that's to probably say. All you yes say, yeah. let's say that um, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be here for um, the next six months. Um and uh yeah you can see you can see video uh the project uh guess how much it cost sandcastle a sandcastle like the world's largest sandcastle yeah but still it's made of sand i mean uh 20 30000 how about 3 million no no, <laughs> no! <laughs> yes <laughs> Yep. What? Uh, don't no! worry. <laughs> it's uh, it was built in uh, the sculpture park in uh, Blockhus. Uh, oh, is that the one north of? Is that north of Copenhagen? Uh, no, it's in uh, North Jutland. Oh, never mind. There's yep. a sculpture park north of Copenhagen somewhere. Might be true. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's been uh. It's there's free access, so if you want to go uh, see this beauty, how are you going to make make back the three million though? <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, well, it was partly funded by uh, those like sponsors, people who donated money, and then the culture ah, f- fuck park off. and uh, oh culture God. house in, uh, in Blockhus. Three uh, million. Yes, that's what we're three million. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> so. Uh, oh. It costs money to win shit, Owen. Oh, it costs money to I win suppose. shit. Hey, look, I've, it looks beautiful. Yes, it uh, was. It was made by 16 international sand sculptures. Okay. Uh, so, um, yes. Wonderful. I'm happy for it. I'm I'm happy that my castle. <laughs> world's biggest sand castle. There's a there's a title. You can be a, a stomper. Oh. That's a official sand castle. They had seven experienced stompers. Oh wait, stompers are the maker, the people who make it. Yes, because you have to come sort of stomp the so. Ah. You ever build a sandcastle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like stomp when you stomp, but st- no, because you, you're uh, people can't see, but you're doing the hand. You're like gesture as like patting it with your hand. Mm. Stomping. If you were, if you said you're a stomper to me, I'd be like, oh, I get to like crush it with my foot. Stomp. Yeah. You know, like the musical. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that was great. <laughs> that was great. I loved stomp. What happens to stomp? Uh, we all we all realized it was kind of naff. <laughs> it was just a bunch of lads kicking bins, <laughs> kicking bins, <laughs> using brooms as yeah. uh, yeah. drum drum drumsticks. Oh, I was well impressed. I spent. Oh, I was really impressed at the age of twelve as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> anyway, dem the news, Owen. Dem, dem the news. The news. Yes. Oh, what news they were. <laughs> uh, uh, right. So look, a little thing happened in the world. Where medica- medical stuff became really important. Oh, right, yeah. right, <laughs> yeah, it did. Right, the old, the old, the old pandemic came to town. Oh yeah, right. We all remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, I'm sure it was already there. Well, in fact, I know it was already there. It definitely was. But, 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 but something I've noticed more is fa- Falk. Yeah, I said it right. Yeah, you yeah, did. I nailed it. Nice. <laughs> Watch me screw it up the next time I say okay. it. Okay. Uh, Falk is the is, is there was these these white cars with like these falcon kind of images kind of like the bird image on on it mm-hmm. say falk and I was like oh that's like the the ambulance thing right yeah. that's like because they were always around like test centers and stuff like that, and you see them going around the city I'm like oh that's cool turns out you knew this but I didn't 
most Danes, I'd say all Danes know this, but I don't, yes. uh, is it's it's a private organization, a private company mm-hmm. that runs the ambulance. Yep. Uh, it runs the fire brigade mm-hmm. and it runs uh, road safety. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they do other Probably things. Probably lots of other things yeah, too. Yeah, but yeah. these are these are things, right? Yeah. It's a Danish company. Yes. So that's fascinating. But what's even more fascinating is when you combine the fact that Copenhagen is going to try and become carbon neutral by 2025. So what we did is when we found not only somebody who's working with Falk, but a project manager in sustainability working with Falk. That is David Unry, a very interesting man who knows a lot about something very, very complex. And we started off by asking him to tell us, first off, about Falk. And after a few technical difficulties, he did just that. Testing, testing, one, two, three. I will just keep talking <laughs> yeah, while keep you adjust it. things. <laughs> and I will try to stay at a consistent volume to see if you are hearing me correctly. Oh, wow, this or is a pro. Or if not. <laughs> this is... So I will stick here. There's a problem with the connection, though. That's not good. Oh. So, all right. We, 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 we got seriously sidetracked there. But what you're going to do is explain what your company does. Yes. <laughs> can you can you can you try to do that first? So you work yes. for Felk. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh so I work for Falk, which is primarily an emergency services company. It's an old Danish company. It was founded in 1906. Ah. Uh but now it's pretty global. And we run ambulance services and firefighting services and provide other types of healthcare support to countries around the world. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a bit odd to a lot of Danes don't really realize that Falk is a private company yeah. because it strikes the balance of when it was originally founded, yeah. there wasn't really an emergency services, uh, an emergency service in Denmark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think technically Copenhagen had one, but it was very, very informal. Mm. So... There's like some privatized firefighters or something, like or some pe- people with buckets, yeah. <laughs> basically, probably. <laughs> so the story of how, the old story of how Falk originally, Sophus Falk, the founder, huh. um, was at the fire at Christiansborg. Uh, and ah, he yeah. saw how unorganized it was and went, this should never happen again. So he founded a company to provide m- medical and fire support services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, Christian Borg burnt down at some stage? Yeah. That's that. That's a government building, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah parliament, okay. uh, parliament yeah. building, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Um, well, it used so, to be the king's castle. Yes. And I, yeah, I don't okay. know if it was after the fire, actually, they made it. I can't remember. But I don't know. <laughs> no. I know that a lot of paintings and things were lost in the fire. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's the founding myth behind our, our <laughs> start. Yeah. yeah okay. And so the... We are a private company, but values-led is such a cliche to say in the corporate world now, mm. but I think it is pretty fair to apply to mm. to Falk. Okay. okay. But it was, wasn't, so it's always been a private company, and then it was, it was yes. sold a, a couple of years ago, I can't remember how long ago, so right? So it was uh, originally owned by the Falk family. Mm-hmm. It was sold in the 1980s. Um, I can't tell you who to. No. <laughs> it's been sold a few times since then. Mm, Now okay. we're owned by two foundations that are the same foundations that own, well, one owns Lego and one owns Lundbeck. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're very much a private company. Yeah. Uh, we are profit making. Yeah. 
we're owned by foundations that have their aim to make the world better. So we walk a fine line, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a gentle line. Of, we absolutely are a private company, but we I, I, I think try it was, to do good things. It, it, I was looking at the website, and did you? Is there a new contract like in Poland that came up, or some somewhere like that, like? Some city in Poland just take I don't know contract. if we have a new contract in Poland. But, uh, but but let's just say there's a contract in Poland. Yeah. What is it that that city is it because it's a government governments generally hire you, right? Yes. It's so, a, we have a lots of different businesses. Yeah, okay. So I'll for ease, I'll yeah. mostly talk about the emergency sure, services sure, yeah. businesses. Wait, and it's yeah. kind so of what you're that, known for. Yeah, yeah. 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 In that if you get into an ambulance mm then we would run that amp so we own the ambulance yeah. we hire the staff we run the full service yeah. we answer to the government yeah mm-hmm. but it's a falc ambulance that you're getting into so it's still this is not true of everywhere in the US of course the healthcare system is run very very differently mm-hmm. but the example that you're thinking of it's still mm. free at the point of use there's no reason you would ever need to know it's a falc ambulance yeah. it will have a falc logo on the side yeah. but if we're working in Denmark or in Poland or the UK, then mm. it may as well be, for the patient, yeah, it yeah. may as well be a, a government-run yeah, yeah. in-source. A Danish ambulance yeah. from okay. like, taking you where you are, okay. where you're going. Uh, probably to the hospital, I would presume. Um, but that's, uh, <laughs> okay, That's but it's interesting because it's, it's kind of like a peculiar concept if you're not familiar with it. You know, like this... It is. It makes sense, though. Like, it does make sense to... Like, hey, we we do this really well, and all you and we'll do it exactly the way you want it. Just mm. like we'll take control of it for you. you I know? actually yeah. think that's how uh, f- um, it's the same with fire fi- firefighters in the states, right? Like they're also so fire in the U.S. is usually government run. Yeah, um, they have individual departments in okay. the U.S. The fire service is much more government run, and the Ambulance service or healthcare in general is much more private. private. Yeah. Oh. Um, in Denmark, it's this free at the point of use. You'd never have to know, but the contract goes up and it can be in source. The government can choose to run it themselves or they can give it to a private company. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the idea would be that a large private company can find innovations and efficiencies that make it better for the patient and cheaper. Hmm. Yeah, okay. And I think that that's a perfect step into the next part of this conversation. Innovations. Yes. All right. Because yeah. <laughs> because to, the, the, the conversation that triggered all this is that David, you and I, uh, before this, were uh, on a nice little car journey. And we started talking about the 2025 Copenhagen, right? Yes. The, 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 the carbon neutral plan, yeah. plan, right? And we talked about the, the intricacies of what that entails and this is where your expertise come in yeah so copenhagen wants to be the first capital city in the world that is carbon neutral and they want to do that within four years i mean <laughs> then the plan initially was started in 2012 so mm-hmm. there's been some time mm-hmm. um it's very exciting mm-hmm. i think people know copenhagen and denmark as generally doing relatively well on sustainability compared to other places Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean it's doing good enough for what the world needs Mm. but the plan is for the whole city to be carbon neutral Mm -hmm. which is yeah very very complex the number of 
layers that are required in that that in terms of changing infrastructure in terms of fundamentally changing the way that we exist with our environment yeah is significant and so for a company we actually don't work the way that the you know as falc we don't work for the city of copenhagen because the regions manage the healthcare services so the capital region which has i think 29 municipalities in uh-huh. it of which copenhagen is one mm-hmm. so we wouldn't directly work with them but we of course the region also has a climate plan and denmark mm-hmm. as a whole has a climate plan denmark wants to be carbon neutral by 2050 mm-hmm. but wants to have reduced its emissions 70 percent by 2030 <sighs> and that's the bit that's challenging (laughs) it's bold and it's you know it's absolutely with and that's what we need also we need bold yeah yeah. Yeah. we absolutely do need that yeah um there's a lot of questions about (laughs) yeah whether bold steps early on i mean a a lot of this is very debatable and (laughs) i know that bill gates for example he's very worried that aggressive targets for 2030 will harm us in the long term Mm. in getting because you can find some low-hanging fruit to change we can change our buses to be electric but can we change the way we exist more fundamentally Mm -hmm. so that we're not emitting carbon into the air Mm. and it might be that focusing on reaching a sooner target means we prioritize easier things to do Mm -hmm. and it would be better to have a longer target but that was more radical yeah in terms of what changes you make okay because yeah like so you you're you're clearly you're working on a very um uh, set section of this right you're working yeah. with ambulance and fire the fire departments things like this how much can you guys do as one organization that can succeed without everybody else doing something else as well like how how, how much of this is, is like a jigsaw that needs to be put in place by everybody And, w- and can you break down some of these things that would need to be done to, for it to succeed? That's an excellent question. So if we think about an ambulance mm-hmm. specifically, they currently run on diesel or petrol. Mm-hmm. The infrastructure is already there for that to work really, really easily. You have a petrol station on every corner, basically, mm-hmm. that you need to go to. Mm-hmm. We have requirements that we have to hit. So in the UK, I used to, part of the reason that I ended up working for Falk is I worked for the National Health Service in the ambulance service in the UK. Mm-hmm. And our requirements there are for the highest priority of ambulance, a category one ambulance, you have to be there within seven minutes. For a category two, you have mm-hmm. to be there in 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. This is in England. Mm-hmm. Um, that means that you have to manage where you've posted your ambulances very, very carefully. Mm-hmm. If I know that I have this much risk region to, to achieve and I have to reach any spot in it within mm-hmm. seven minutes, I have to place those ambulances. And as soon as one goes to a heart attack mm-hmm. or uh, a little old lady has fallen over, whatever it is, but mm-hmm. as soon as that goes, no matter how high priority it is, once it's moved there, mm-hmm. you have to move the rest of the map to account for the fact that you still need to get, ah. if their neighbor goes down, to the first call you went you yeah. still have to get to their neighbor in seven minutes oh, or wow. you have to get to the other side of the region okay right? so it's dynamic it like it's moving constantly like moves you're, constantly yeah, yeah, okay. all the time right now when you're driving a diesel vehicle and you know i can fill up at any point and you know one tank will get me through the day mm-hmm. 
that's relatively simple. To, I mean, it's not. It's massively confusing. <laughs> In comparison to yeah. an electric vehicle yeah. that, how long does it take to charge? Where can I charge it? What's yeah. the infrastructure? Yeah. Do we have space at all of our hospitals to build fast chargers that are des- de- dedicated to ambulances? Mm. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know, but that's just yeah. a, like a simple example. There's yeah. so many more, but that's just yeah. a simple example of the kind of questions that you need to answer mm. before. And that's why in Denmark's plan mm-hmm. for decarbonizing mobility, ambulances, emergency services vehicles are specifically excluded. Ah. So uh, they've gone, just in case, yeah. we're hoping mm. that emergency services vehicles will be there. Mm-hmm. And they're, right now, today, there are electric fire trucks. Oh. Oh. But they have some costs to them. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. just mean financial. Right. <laughs> but that's so that's why emergency services have been excluded because the recognition of this could mean we can't do other things. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to getting to a heart attack, people today <laughs> prioritize the heart attack. Yeah. yeah. I would say that's the right choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sustainability professional, yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah. Like, you need to be alive to enjoy a sustainable world. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I'd say it's a higher priority. <laughs> <laughs> if we can help the heart attack patients while also not emitting gases into the air that are long-term going to harm people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as I see, having worked in the emergency services for quite a long time, the kind of founding principle of this... I mean, it's just not just a business, but yeah, the, this, these people yeah. is first do no harm. Like that's the first thing you learn if yeah. you're learning to be a first aider or if you're learning to be a doctor. The first thing is don't make things worse mm-hmm. and then you can focus on helping. That's okay. the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. it's part of it. Yeah. And that we know that human existence right now is making, you know, when our ambulances drive, that does make things worse in a very small way mm. yeah it also does a great deal of good yeah yeah okay yeah that's a <laughs> so mm. if we want to truly live up to that then we need to be sustainable mm. as much as we're already doing good mm-hmm. that starts to get very philosophical at that stage but you <laughs> yeah, know yeah, that's yeah. the uh yeah. but it's an incredibly complex uh yeah, yeah like it is a puzzle and And I find it interesting that uh, maybe going back to that point about Bill Gates' worry about sort of uh, what's best mm. to make these big bold uh, sort of choices or going for some low hanging fruits. What do you think Denmark is doing? Because to me, that would sound like a bold sort of plan we have at the moment. Or yeah. Is, yeah. So Denmark's plan, like Dan Jørgensen, the climate minister, mm-hmm. um, energy and climate minister, has Denmark has a bold plan. He's received some criticism mm-hmm. for there not being enough uh, resources and not being enough detail in that plan. Mm. I I'll be very honest and say I don't work on the Danish national scale that much, so the Danish national plan I haven't looked into in detail. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I couldn't personally take a. A position, mm. but I do think that the the over, like the need to accept that normal life is is already 
changed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this mm. is not, we're well past the point of going, everything can be the same and we can just make small changes mm-hmm. and then it will be fine. Yeah. We do need to reassess how we live mm-hmm. to a significant degree and work out what well, we know. There's two approaches to climate change in general. There's adaptation, mm. which is getting used to it, and mitigation, which is trying to prevent it. Mm-hmm. We're kind of past mitigate. We need to do mitigation as well, mm-hmm. but we also just need to accept we're going to be dealing with the reality of climate change for yeah. the rest of our lives. Yeah. Um, so I think that whatever the plans are they're mm. so much more than setting targets targets are great mm. but there can be a thing of once we've set the target oh let's all clap ourselves on the back and i mean yeah. i do that in my personal life <laughs> i write in my calendar like yeah. gym and then i'm like good job yeah. like, oh, what a hero <laughs> i don't go yeah. Yeah. And I think that does happen with companies and yeah. countries and people as well. Well, what, yeah. So how much? How much of like these little things we do? Because I, like I, 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 I've been around people who were like, you know, there's a big, there was a big push to get rid of um, plastic straws. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, you, see, you can see it in most cafes and restaurants. They have like kind of papery cardboard ones now yeah. and stuff like that. And everyone's like, don't use plastic straws. I remember being out with people who were like, it makes no fucking difference if you use plastic straws or not. It that, That's not going to make a difference mm. in the overall scheme of things. So how much of these things that like companies are doing to make, show that they're doing something is actually beneficial and how much of it is just for show? I think that very much depends. Um, I think there's kind of a, a lot of things in that question. Yeah, of course. That, yeah, yeah. It is probably true. Plastic straws are not the difference. (laughs) As much as a picture of a straw in a turtle's nose is very painful, that's not the thing that's going to change the climate crisis. I do think that lots of little things Mm. on an individual... You know, when people talk about eating less meat as as an individual, your impact as a single person, people are completely right in saying we shouldn't be blaming individuals. We shouldn't be putting the pressure on on you to not eat that steak. Mm -hmm. But I think as you eat less steaks or stop using plastic straws, you become more aware of the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. I know that every time I don't eat a steak, I really think, well, I really want oil companies to stop. (laughs) (laughs) This steak doesn't mean anything compared to that fire in the ocean. (laughs) So I think that motivates me to do more. And it's the same as voting. Like... Does my individual X in the box make a difference? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not. Mm. Does my engagement, does how I approach the world, no, does me thinking and talking to people mm. about the world I want to see, mm. does that all add up? I absolutely believe so. I think that individuals can have a huge effect. I don't think that we'd be seeing these commitments from the Danish government. I don't think we'd be seeing the commitments from companies all around the world. Mm. You know, for a company like Musk, that their business is in, they're they're shipping and drilling. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. their business is directly against this. And they are now being much more ambitious in what they want to do. Mm -hmm. That doesn't come without a lot of individuals, but firstly, a few individuals convincing others Mm. in their own company. Yeah. 
Like there are people working in Master Day who have responsibility for changing the entire, you know, way that the company is working by pushing and pushing. Mm-hmm. So do these individual tiny things really make a difference? Mm-hmm. They build up. They're, they're one brick in a very, very large wall. Yeah. <laughs> but they are one brick and that should still be celebrated. Mm-hmm. On the... Like you're also touching on on companies do celebrate things that aren't making a difference just for you know this greenwashing debate and I think there's so greenwashing is this sort of when when companies sort of convey a, a false impression yeah of sort of providing some kind of misleading information about how their products or what they're doing is sort of helping the environment. Yeah. yeah. And so like plastic straws, McDonald's yep. saying we're getting rid of plastic straws. Mm-hmm. Like you guys have got a lot of other plastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are, are driving a lot. Yeah. You're fucking meat all, plant. Of, yeah. 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 all of those cows are yeah. farting a lot of gas <laughs> into the air. It's not. So mm. absolutely those plastic straws not really making a difference. Mm. I think that there's less and less of that type of greenwashing. I think mm. companies recognize you can't get away with saying you're going to make a donation to charity at the end of the year. Yeah. You're going to That's actually even in the terms that we use. Mm-hmm. So it used to be CSR, corporate social responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that term is rarely used anymore mm-hmm. because that suggests after the work that we've done, like we do our work mm-hmm. and then later on we'll do something nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll make a little donation to make up for the fact that we manufacture missiles. And that doesn't yeah. really... And that's why I think things have changed to sustainability, mm. which suggests more uh, deeply linked into the business that you do. Mm. So econ- economists have been discussing sustainability as a concept for a very, very long time, meaning can this business survive in financial terms? Mm-hmm. And now it's saying, can this business survive in terms of its impact on the planet, in terms of how it treats its staff, and also in financial terms? Mm-hmm. And that's a different approach than we should care a little bit. <laughs> CSR yeah. at the end. Like, yeah. Let's think about this in December, just mm-hmm. before we're writing a report. <laughs> and the nature of our business needs to be better for the world that we exist in. Yeah. And so that kind of change is where greenwashing is becoming less and less acceptable. Mm -hmm. There's also another type, which I don't know if it's greenwashing or not. I think it's uh, that things that seem good for the environment can be worse for the environment. Mm -hmm. So electric ambulances or electric fire trucks as i said we have them it's possible Mm -hmm. to have electric fire trucks right now they are very expensive they have a limited range um but they exist and cool we could use them today Mm -hmm. they would have less tailpipe emissions meaning you're not putting diesel in and burning it so the emissions that are emitted just for getting that vehicle from a to b Mm -hmm. would absolutely be less Mm -hmm. but if you look at the full life cycle you look at getting the raw materials out of the ground you look at manufacturing those vehicles Mm -hmm. and you look at recycling them at the at the end Mm -hmm. and you account for all those requirements i said earlier if you have to be here by a certain time so maybe we need to buy more Mm -hmm. fire trucks if we need four fire trucks to cover what one diesel vehicle could do, 
it's soon very, very yeah. difficult. Is, yeah. is this actually better for the environment? Mm-hmm. Fire trucks, the big secret, they don't drive that much. There's not that many fires, right? <laughs> Especially in an industrial side. That's public fire trucks drive way more than industrial ones. If you're on an airport or, you know. Yeah. The job there is to prevent fires in the first place. So mm-hmm. maybe they drive 15 times a year mm-hmm. and 14 of those will be false alarms that they stop driving very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. So using... 15 drives worth of diesel mm-hmm. versus all of the other costs to the planet of building this electric vehicle. Uh-huh. Is that greenwashing mm. or not? Hmm. I I genuinely don't know the answer. And I also think there's another layer to it of building those electric vehicles now can push our technology forward to the point where they do work tomorrow yeah. and they are full stop better. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. just so complex of calculating its positive impact on the planet needs to look at the full picture yeah. and needs to look at these kind of intangible, do we believe this will have a positive impact in 10 years, in 20 years of technology development? So maybe it's greenwashing, maybe it's not. It's uh... Yeah. But it's interesting because it's like, it's there needs to be... I think a, a big issue, and maybe it's a bit of a general point, but like 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 the issue of like, well, well, businesses will lose money basically if we have go transition into some kind of green, and they can't make the same amount of money, and that will hurt innovation, and we won't sort of push innovation further and create better and better products. Has maybe been a bit of a story, but I think that's changing a little bit into now. Well, we can actually create a a, a strong business having a sustainable company or producing whatever it is, uh, some kind of sustainable product. But there needs to be a... Yeah, because we're under pressure (laughs) time-wise. Completely. (laughs) Uh, And it's going to be kind of a a gamble a little bit about, yeah, is this product, will we push the innovation so far that this product is actually sustainable and Mm -hmm. actually helps the planet? Or was it better to have that diesel... (laughs) <laughs> ambulance or whatever it is like for a little bit longer and to answer that we need to have a wide range of options right yeah. we need to not just accept the the status quo and say let's test many many different things in many many different places and get the correct data mm-hmm. and then we can start answering these questions yeah which i think now on the innovation question it's all of the data now, all of the academic research shows that sustainability and innovation go hand in hand. If you want to be an innovative company, you need to be a sustainable company. Mm-hmm. Those are now inseparable. Um, I do think there's innovation as a corporate strategy is risky. It has a high cost. Mm. It has very high rewards. And companies that are truly sustainable or truly innovative will reap the benefits also a lot of them won't a lot of them yeah. will fail that's just what yeah, happens yeah, yeah. with innovation yeah. yeah most startups fail and yeah. that's true whether you're the same attitude is true even if you're mm-hmm. a huge company or a small company if mm-hmm. you're innovating you're taking risks yeah. yeah but the benefits are so massive and with the push you know sustainability absolutely nowadays is profitable which I see as a positive thing. Mm-hmm. I understand that it shouldn't need to. We should just 
want to do it. Obviously, we should just want to save the planet. But if I can convince with cold hard cash someone who doesn't care about the planet to do loads of cool innovation work, that sounds great. That sounds better than having a principle of going, you should just be doing this. So we're, okay, so... Let's 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 cut to the chase. What do you what kind of city of Copenhagen do you see in 2025 and what should we be doing to get there? Oh gosh. <laughs> Just small questions on this. Yeah. Right? Easy questions. It's the layout. So I think uh, Yeah, that's that's a very challenging question. I think that by 2025 mm. we will not have had any fundamental changes. I think that the pandemic has made a lot of changes already. Yeah. The change to working from home is potentially very good mm. for the planet. If we used building space more efficiently, if offices were shared and if you had free reign to go into the office when it made sense for you. So if mm. you're better at working at night, then you can go in at night mm. and you only go in two days a week. We could massively reduce the amount of working space for some companies of course mm. there's other ones in mm. manufacturing you need to be there yeah manufacturing's already found those kind of benefits in there are plenty of factories who work 24 hours because yeah. it's more efficient um but then there's also technologies there that can replace uh, the workers uh, yes and sometimes Which that's a can, whole different yeah, problem yeah. obviously but yeah Exactly. And that's where these innovation questions have so many more challenging answers than... Simple question. How do we fix the world? Just come on, just tell me how, how, how do we fix the world. Come on. Give us the details. We do, like, if we're going to fundamentally change how we exist, yeah. then we need to look at who that impacts. Because if it has the impact of people who are in our current society already struggling get pushed further down then i at least don't see that as a more sustainable world mm. so and i think that's also been a change in the corporate world as well when people talk about sustainability now they are not just talking about the environment it means you're so like how are you treating your staff how are you treating the world around you mm. are you being governed correctly mm. the esg viewpoint of environment social and governance aspects You can't get away with what, you know, for our company, we already tick a lot of boxes in social and governance aspects mm. just because of the nature of what we do. Like it's looking at full ESG picture, it's easier for us. Yeah, you're already like connected. Like has has completely transformed over the last 10, 15 years mm. to regularly be ranked as one of the most green companies in the world. They're a power company. Mm. Look at that full picture. They had a lot more boxes to tick mm -hmm. that needed to change than a emergency services company. Yeah. But now we're looking at that full picture and saying, no matter what you do, it's not good. Like you need to do more on the environment, no matter how good your other things are. You need to do good on the social aspects of looking after your staff and looking after the stakeholders that you work with, the communities that you exist within. Mm -hmm. So if that attitude keeps growing and the proper auditing of that keeps happening things will definitely get better mm -hmm. um they are already getting better and they need to move a little bit faster perhaps mm. but <laughs> there are things are 
moving in the right direction. And now I think we all just need to keep adding bricks to that wall to yeah. push it farther uh, yeah. and farther. And I think my uh, uneducated <laughs> opinion mm. is that I don't think Copenhagen will be carbon neutral by 2025. Mm. But I very much hope that all the steps are in place that they can be shortly afterwards. Yeah. And and not through offsets. That's also another thing that I should say is a kind of key. Offsets are where you try to reduce carbon in another way because you can't fix what you're actually doing. Mm -hmm. So if you build forests somewhere, then theoretically that takes carbon out of the air. And that theoretically works short term but is exactly the kind of thing where I'm saying we're not actually changing how we work. Mm. Mm. And if we don't change how we work, then that's going to be a cost rather than a benefit. Mm. Yeah, if okay. we manage to service all our needs in a sustainable way, that's profitable mm. versus if we're paying to just carbon capture, it's going to be the first thing to go when a recession hits or at yeah. the end of yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. You're very quickly going to go, oh, well... We're not making enough profit to do that anymore. So I guess we'll go back to being unsustainable. Whereas mm. if you fundamentally change, you'll never go back. Mm. You've innovated and it's too late. The, mm. yeah, know, yeah, yeah. the rabbit's out of the hat. Well, I tell you, it, it whether it's going to be 2025 or not, I think just living in a city that's striving for that and trying to hit these kind of like milestones that other people w should be going for uh, makes me feel much more aware of what's happening and makes me feel that there are things that can be done. Um, and I appreciate you coming in and explaining what's happening in our city and making it feel a bit more achievable in a way, unachievable but also achievable. Like it's <laughs> like it's it's you I, know. I just, like it's it's amazing living in Copenhagen and it's a great place for this. Mm. And there are in Copenhagen being known as a hub for this means there are so many more jobs and so many more opportunities and so many exciting things happening. If no matter what you do. Mm. whether you actively work with sustainability or whether you work in tax or in a bar or no matter what you do, there are opportunities to push our society to be more sustainable. Mm. And that's really obvious in Copenhagen. And that's really exciting. It's a cool place to have that opportunity. Thanks to David. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Really, really cool. Such a, yeah. It's a can of worms, this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> like there's so many... You thought Corona was a, a a mess trying to figure out like there's so many things to consider here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really find this interesting with this whole uh, low hanging fruits or the big goals. Like what what is the what is the best approach here? Yeah. Um, but maybe it is trying trying a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. We just need to get yeah, like, as Dave was the saying, clock is ticking. Yeah, yeah, just try just throw them out there, see what see what get works, mm. use that more. Um. But yeah, it's just like, it's so complicated because like the bigger picture of seeing all of these things work together is just like... Yeah, because they all impossible. kind of connect and affect each other yeah. eventually. Yeah, sort yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. But very cool to learn um, that uh, we, we are, our, our city is in good brains. I was going to say hands, but I thought brains would be funnier to... to okay, do. you thought that? Um, <laughs> Marius, do you have any hot tips for the weekend? <laughs> Marius's hot tips. I certainly do. Well, uh, 
The Jazz Festival is is happening. Oh, yeah. uh, you might not have noticed uh, with all the football and uh, the whatnot, mm. but it is actually uh, happening. And uh, our friends, uh, the Dusty R- uh, Rag Jazz Band. Ah, oh, yes. We yeah. had them in for an interview. Uh, yeah. A couple of months ago. Two months, two years, I don't know anymore. Who knows? Time, Who knows? Is, time has changed. But uh, they are playing um, uh, Friday uh, at 8 o'clock in Møllegade um, as a, at a, something called Literaturhaus, uh, Copenhagen. Literature house. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, since it said house, I was going to try and put a German ah. twang on it. Ah. And uh, yeah, well, Dusty, uh, they play uh, some... Excellent uh, music. They are uh, sort of a yeah. Their repertoire is primarily sort of traditional jazz songs with roots in blues and folk music. Um, and they're lovely people. And uh, go support them. It's a uh, it's free. Yeah. So uh, go go get your jazz. Yeah, and if you want to, you can go back listen to the episode mm-hmm. uh, hear about how they like originated and their styles. I think we've got a link to one of their videos on the Facebook page as well somewhere, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely worth worth a check out, and also just the jazz festival. Hey, yeah, yeah. There's a there's live music. Oh my god! It's a, I I I had my first live music experience at uh, last Sunday at DR Concert Hall. You went to DR Concert Hall. I went to DR Concert Hall. I went to Science and Cocktails. Fuck! I was meant to do that with you. Oh, where was I? What was I doing last Sunday? I don't know. And uh, I saw our friend Jay. Yeah. Uh, he was there. Uh, who started the whole science and cocktails yeah. thing? Yeah, uh, so that was cool to see. Sort of the they really sort of going from Christiania to DR concert hall. Yeah. I will say they lost a little bit of the 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 vibe. The hygge. The hygge. Yeah, yeah. Cocktails are still great. Yeah. Uh, interesting talks. Yeah. But the music. Yeah. Oh my god, it was fucking amazing. It was. What kind of music uh, was it? It was, it was jazz, but it was like a a beautiful. A blend of uh, Ethiopian jazz, uh, surf yeah, rock, yeah, yeah, 60s yeah. soul, like really nicely meshed together. Um, Where was I? Where was I? Where I don't know. I, I don't know. And uh, yeah, that was that was just I I like I I was it it was first after I was like wait this was my first live concert in God knows how long. Yeah. I was like this was so amazing. Mm. So sad I had to sit down, but also to like the acoustics. Yeah, in the DR concert hall is. I've never been inside it. Amazing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, pretty I nice place that. to have your first concert. Yeah. Lucky so, you. Lucky yeah. you. Look out for uh, <laughs> science and cocktails. They're they're uh, have a few more events coming up mm. with jazz and science. But uh, in other hot uh, hot news, hot hot events. Uh-huh. What is this? Hot tips. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> in other hot tips. <laughs> There's Bio Nights. Um, this is uh, an event, um, sort of uh, surrounding around sort of Caribbean food. Mm-hmm. There's a, a and, and jazz music. Uh-huh. There's a four course dinner menu. Um, it's been uh, running uh, from uh, July 3rd to the July 11th, mm-hmm. and uh, opening hours are from uh, four to ten. Uh, and uh, you can go book and pick a reservation. It's at uh, Spisehuset in Slakterhuset 5C. The food is going to be amazing. It's going to be like uh, gumbo. There's going to be some chicken waffles. Mm. All the good stuff. Cornbread. Fin- cornbread. Finger licking. Good stuff. Uh, combined with some uh, some 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 jazz vibes. Mm. So uh, we'll throw a link up to that. So I definitely uh, recommend going out for that. Four course dinner for 350. Yeah, tak. Yeah, tak. And uh, finally, Owen, you had a hot tip. Yeah, uh, another pop-up thing. Uh, there's a there's a brewery called Oven. Open. Open. 
we which is been making beer for a while mm-hmm. uh, and they've got a bar in good beer. Ahos very good beer oh. they've got a bar in Ahos but they've got a pop-up in uh, Kuban could be yes uh, meatpacking mm-hmm. uh, and it's it sounds like a really fun little cool spot it's got like a lot of events going on right so they do loads of beer tastings mm. uh, they do comedy they do quizzes uh, so it's just like a nice in place English? to get oh. yeah yeah oh, yeah awesome. exactly uh, maybe in Danish as well but they, they, there's definitely the English comedy and stuff going there uh, and it just sounds like Fun place to have beers, but also they do shit all the time. So it's not just a nice place for beer, but fun stuff's happening. Fun stuff's happening. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like fun stuff. Yeah. What else is happening out there? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so Marius and I were talking about this, and I was like, "Oh, there's this really cool bar place, a pop up Auburn, which I know, I know the, the the beers and stuff, and I know the stuff's happening out there. It's cool, uh, but it's also in meatpacking and." What else is there right next to where the vaccination center is? Is the methadone clinic, mm. where you get your um, like, uh, uh, it's what people take instead of heroin to kind of like wean off heroin or come off heroin. I'm not yeah. sure of the exact medical. Thing. No, yeah, I think it's fairly but, correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but so you have a lot of heroin addicts in that area. Ah, and I've been down that area a few times uh, for a few different reasons, and. It's always shocking to me to see, like, the trendiest part of Copenhagen mixed with heroin, like, n- n- users, mm. like, openly doing heroin. And it, and it's not that, I'm not saying it's not right or wrong for people to be going to the methadone clinic and using it and, and, you know, doing their thing. But it's just such a fucking contrast. Yeah. It just bums me out so hard to see people going through these, the, like, this addiction And also, like, just going off and getting some fancy food and beers and stuff. Yeah. It's really weird for <laughs> Another me. gray area. <laughs> yeah. So. I, 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 it's always... I feel like I'm in this kind of, like, um, um, Scandic Noir show when I'm there, right? Yeah, okay. Because you, when I'm down those alleys... Because it's all, like, streets and alleyways and cobbled streets, and it's quite a nice area, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you know it... And it, look, I'm telling everybody, go down there. It's a really nice place. It's safe. I like it. It's cool. Um... Well, I've never had any issues there in yep. my whole time there. Um, and there's some amazing food and stuff like that. There's loads of places. But it's just w- a weird contrast within our city. Uh, and I feel like I'm in a Scandic Noir place because I can walk down and get like a nice meal. And then I can go by and see these like uh, uh, um, clinics and stuff like this where people are outside using and things. And then also, if you look up, there's this like kind of, um, uh, what's the word I'd use? A kind of like... Um, intimidating grey building looking down onto it and it's the police station mm, yeah. and it's right there Yeah, and it just feels like this is where like all sorts of crazy happens mm-hmm. you know there's all sorts of crazy lives mashed together in this one location for sure Um, and it's just it's very vibrant <laughs> uh, is that the word? I don't know Um, I actually I, I don't know it's Because you don't also, because that is a part, like, there are heroin addicts in Copenhagen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, like, they were there before all the trendy hipsters came. Yes. Uh, so it is also this sort of, like, are we just pushing them out further and further? Or, like, are we going to have to sort of accept, well, that is part of what's happening in our city as well. Yeah. Of course, we should try and help them. Yeah. But uh, the solution is not to push them out further. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe it's a good sort of reminder that, you know... It's not a fucking fairy tale all the time here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, and, and it's kind of like weird being like it's all going, everything's fancy, cool, because it's really trendy stuff down that yeah, location. Yeah, and like you, you, you I think you got to be like 
all right, yeah, you can you can live that life, but you got to be very aware mm. that there's other lives out there and other styles and other difficulties yeah. that you're not facing right now. Yeah. You know, and it's it's stark slap in the face to see that. I think um, that's the theme of this show. Yeah. It's been like a, a through line. It's been a through line in this one. What What's that? Sort of the, the contrasts. Ah. Going to Christiania just uh-huh. to have a good time. Yeah. Well, there's also a lot of criminal criminal activity and yeah. occasionally someone is shot out there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Same with the Danish flag. It's hygge. Yeah. There's also dark past tied mm. to it. Yeah? Same with these 20 bars in yeah. Vestapol. And what about sustainability in 2025? No, that's just fine. <laughs> no, that's also like as we talked about, like there's greenwashing, yeah. Uh, you know, and companies who are actually trying to innovate and create sustainable uh, solutions and in a better future. But yeah, yeah there's definitely also companies taking advantage of this. Yeah, yeah. There's so many. I think that's just the world we're living in. Yeah. It's one fucking gray puddle. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> <laughs> that cheery note. Yeah. No, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, and we're we we this is we're not trying to bum anyone out. We're just talking about stuff yeah. that we see, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's part of all of it. Uh, but there's some fun stuff. Go just check out um, the jazz bands and, and get some dusty rag, get, get, uh, get some Caribbean food and some and, jazz, and, and uh, go have some beers and uh, think about what this city should be. Nice, nice, done, done. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out if I had a mic I would drop it <laughs> you do oh but it's stuck to a table <laughs>